The following podcast may be explicit. One Joe Young presents Adventures from the Shed, a tabletop RPG podcast. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. Mostly victorious at the Cave of Stolen Goods, our group of adventurers have learned of a connection with the nearby city, Harak. We rejoin them this episode as they sit down together at the pig to discuss their plans for moving forward. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, and welcome to The Shed for Adventures from The Shed. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. Search us up on the internet. You'll find us all over the place. Follow any of those links, um, especially on Facebook, where we do a fair bit of interaction with our fans and um, look forward to seeing you there. We're jumping back into our Dungeon World campaign set in our world of Parandisi. We're calling this campaign A New Frontier. And one of our players in A New Frontier is right here, and his name is... This is Chris. I'm playing Uriel, the Immolator. Next is... Oh, this is Kelly. I'm playing Trillium, the Druid. And this is Kurt. I am playing Breton. He is a human ranger. And this is Bridget. I'm playing Lenore, the Cleric. And I am Joe. I am the Game Master as we continue this Dungeon World campaign to give us a quick recap of what our last session was all about is Chris again. Go ahead, Chris. We started off that we were rushing in to uh, start a fight with the Hobgoblins at the cave in the forest. Um, <clears throat> we had uh, Uriel rushing in like a madman with his flaming sword and uh, basically took the brunt of some arrows, but luckily uh, came away unharmed. Uh, Breton threw uh, some arrows down range as well, and then Lenore fired off her magic missile, her blue ball oh, magic yeah. missile. Yep. And when and we had uh, two of the wolves, uh, we had Trillium as a wolf, and then we had Cloud go in for uh, flanking action. Uh, I chopped two guys in half. I'd like to point that out. It was pretty cool. Yeah, it was. That was pretty cool. <laughs> and the battle ensued, and uh, most of the guys ran off because the big dude kind of gave them the, uh, the, the retreat mode, and then I took him out. Yep. And then we decided to uh, investigate the cave, and we found some interesting uh, standard from the, the city of Harak yep. that we need to investigate. And also there was a shadow upon the ceiling that turned out to be some type of uh, living statue creature that I sucked out and let get away. Yeah, it happened. Yeah. Uh, then you guys went back to town, returned the stuff to the sheriff for the townsfolks, Philippe. identified the piece of parchment as coming from Perquet's boutique stationery store in the city of Iraq. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at that point, we were saying we'll, we'll do the level up move, everybody get a rest in, wake up in the morning, meet at the pig for breakfast, and talk about what the next steps are. <clears throat> So just out of curiosity, like between your their characters, what types of things would you eat for breakfast? I'll tell you on the on the pig's menu, our standard fare of um, eggs and bacon and other different forms of pork, um, several different breads, toasted or not toasted, uh, a couple of different muffins, but they're kind of grainy, and um, any other assortment of regular breakfast foods that you might have. So, out of curiosity, what people, what might people order at the pig? Oh, Uriel's getting a heaping pile of eggs, sausage, and bacon. Ah, okay. Oh gosh, um, I'm more of a muffin person. <laughs> the muffin man. Do you know the Muffins muffin man? And ale. Lift that up a little bit, please. I was speaking softly. Thank you. Muffins and ale. Did you say muffins and ale? Yeah. Oh, awesome, because I was going to say, uh, I would also be drinking at breakfast if I was uh, back at town. Cool. Breton, not Kurt. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> the, uh, yeah, I would eat a big breakfast with a big tankard of ale 
Cool. And I'm sneaking Cloud some of my sausages if uh, she's up for it. <laughs> Probably. Uh, she's definitely up for that. <laughs> and I, uh, I much appreciate it. From the stubborn streak, I would think any time that um, Brett might tell her not to take the food, she'd be like, yeah, whatever. Shut up. <laughs> Let me have it. Um, and Trillium, since she's a druid and she's not often in town, uh-huh. uh, she's, this is an occasion for her. So she's going to get a little bit of everything. She wants okay. a little sampler. Like a sampler platter yes. kind of thing. Okay. See, I'm specifically not eating uh, animal product. Okay. Yeah, the, all the muffins are grains of some type, so that, that would work. Cool. So it takes them a few minutes to prepare the breakfast, and they have perfectly average food, nothing particularly special. But um, there's also nothing bad at all on the menu. It's just all completely average. Uh, the, the breakfast is prepared out for you, and now you have all of your information of what happened yesterday and what has happened so far over the last several days, what adventure you've been through so far, and where it might be leading you. Um, let's have the characters try and talk about what the next steps are. I think we want to check out the uh, Perkay's Boutique when we get in the town in Tarak. Yeah, I do think we should head, head to... That's uh, uh, one solid clue anyway. Tarak and... Uh, bring our note with us and see uh, if we can talk with Perkay and maybe he knows who he sold some of that stationery to. Or Yeah, I mean, it's kind of an odd situation, right? Because if I remember correctly, the stuff that's getting stolen is not particularly valuable, right? It's it is. When I was saying before, not particularly valuable, it's the valuablest stuff in Valshond, but it's a small town. Right. So nobody there has collections of diamonds and gold and what have you. But it's the, they're stealing the best stuff in town. Right. Just a crappy town. So if someone off in Harak is behind this, it's curious like, what yeah, benefit the they're really getting mm-hmm. from this, like why this is happening. But Maybe they're originally from Valshond and just, I don't know, being a pain in Vengeance. Yeah. Yeah, Vengeance in Valshond. Isn't Harak, it's a two-day journey? Yeah. Two days to the east, yeah. Yeah, so why are they, yeah, why are they traveling that far? But they didn't. They sent this statue person thingy. Do the that could apparently work. go yeah. really fast, so it wouldn't take it two days. But why are they going to the trouble of doing this in Valshond? I mean, a much bigger city. There's obviously opportunities for theft, higher value yeah. stuff there. I mean, maybe we don't know. Maybe we can't they have it. done. But it's easier to steal here. That's true. That's yeah, true. supposedly they stole, what, grain pieces or whatever from... So I'm going to take this mm-hmm. as you guys are all talking out loud mm-hmm. um, yeah. at the table. Um, give me a, a weight person's name. Male or female, doesn't matter to me. Somebody who is serving you at the table. Shirley. Shirley? Shirley. You must be kidding. I was going to say Sheila. <laughs> Don't That's call so me Shirley. Funny. Her name is Shirley Sheila, maybe, perhaps? Shirley. Actually, Sheila would be in the, in the kitchen. Shirley is serving. Shirley. 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 Overhearing your conversation, as a wait person is wont to do in a tavern, of course, um, she says, you know, the thefts uh, have been all around um, in this area. Uh, it hasn't just been us. There, other people traveling through have reported thefts in other towns recently. Hmm. All right, so, so this, this is, is part of a bigger problem. That statue thing gets around. Mm-hmm. Remember, I was telling you, everybody passes through Valshond at some point because it's in between cities. And um, so the, the talk has come through. While you guys were out on your adventures over the last couple of days, uh, people traveling through have mentioned other towns around. All towns, mind you, no, <laughs> no bigger places. But um, other towns have reported things being stolen. It's possible this person is just looking for something specific, and he's just like, 
Take canvassing everything. the area, just grab everything and I'll pick through it later, kind of thing. Did or we? specific items, perhaps. You know. <clears throat> Is anybody in this group from a town nearby? Or someplace in this region, I guess I would say. Yeah. I was kind of found out in the middle of nowhere, you know. Okay, yeah, because you don't right. know where you're from. Right. All right. I'm possibly from Harak. Possibly? Yeah. Right yeah definitely. Definitely. Okay. Possibly, definitely. Okay, so if you're from Harak, then you would recognize one or two of the other towns that she mentions that people came through. And we can make up names as we go for those. Kurt, for uh, Breton, is he uh, born and raised around here? Um... Do you want him to have been? The, the idea is, if you know that you were born and raised in a town nearby, that town's going to be one that's been stolen from that you're about, you're, yeah. you're hearing about now. No, I would say I'm probably not from this region. And when I say okay. region, I would think of kind of a state or two. I'm probably like okay. the next region over. Okay. And you, you probably don't recognize the names of the small towns that, that she mentions. Well, I might, I might recognize them as, you know, as a ranger. I've done a lot of work yeah. in this area, but I'm not originally from here. Okay. Kelly? Um, yeah, I would be from Somewhere a neighboring here. town. Yeah. So if you can think of a town name, any name is fine, because towns can have pretty much any name. But that town that you're from is one that um, Shirley mentions as a town that has been suffering from thievery as well over the okay. last uh, several days. All right. Okay. Oh, so you want the name of the... If you have now? one, if you don't have All one right, right now, then we can continue. Uh, Toad Falls. Toad Falls. It was a freak uh, thunderstorm one day. <laughs> <laughs> it sucked up toads from a nearby pond and dropped them on the city town. It was actually just a few farms at the time. And as uh, they grew into a larger town and wanted to name it, they called it Toad Falls based on that crazy day. Sounds good. Sure. Yeah. So Toad Falls, um, I don't know, maybe 100 or so people in the small town area uh, has had anything of value stolen. I'll grab your last meat stick. Sure. What? Look, that's not the worst thing they've heard. I know. <laughs> Although, it's not like he hasn't had my meat in his mouth before. <laughs> it's, it's been a while. But, um, <laughs> So with that information, not about the last meat stick, but the information about more things being stolen, stolen elsewhere, it's clearly more widespread than just Valshan. So to the point of, if they're just going after Valshan, that's, you know, small potatoes, well, it seems like they've gathered a lot of small potatoes. So maybe they're making mashed Do we have like a range of like, wow, that town's this, that's this many days away? Or? Let's call it almost the same thing. A circle around... Um, Harak, about two days worth of travel. Okay. About. So you may be on part of the outlying area. There's been other towns a little bit closer, not really anything farther away. Gotcha. <clears throat> right. Okay. I think we need to get our stuff together thoughts? and head out to Harak. Oh, yeah. I don't think we're getting any more information. I mean, we could talk to people on the way, see if they know anything. You're What's definitely, been stolen, what items have been If you take the road, you'll pass people. Right. So we definitely got that. <clears throat> is this going to okay. be a perilous journey, or are we just going to roll on down the road to Harak? It depends on if you guys are doing anything along the way, or if you're just saying, we're going to Harak to find out what's going on next. Because there, we'll just be there. 
There's yeah. no need to do anything else. Just take the road and ask yeah. if we run into merchants or whatnot. We could ask people or travelers. So the one thing I would do before we leave Valshand, there was a mention uh, previously that the townspeople had talked with the sheriff, and if you guys could help stop the thieving, mm. that they'd be willing to put up some kind of reward for you. So what I would ask is if you guys want to look at any, or if you can think of anything that the town might have that you would want to take with you, supplies, something. It's not like a big old shopping trip, but they would reward you with something. If you have anything in mind that you're wondering, I want my character to have this or that, um, that would be one thing we'd want to pick up before we go, since you'll be two days away once you get there. And this would be a, a free thing, whereas when you get to Herak, you'll have to pay for whatever, because you are not local heroes there yet. Do we want horses? Or are we going to walk? You said it's pretty much the same speed. Lift it back up, please. You said it's pretty much the same speed. <coughs> We yeah, I mean, you can use horses definitely. Valshan would let you use horses that can come back with the next caravan if you don't bring them back yourself. I would Maybe just healing sure. potions or something if somebody wants that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I want to make sure I have you know good, solid, well-made arrows. That's the most important thing for me right now. So what do you have for ammo written down right now? Three? That is a great question. Because you should start with three. And what I would say is if you want to make sure from the smithy and with, you know, Uriel's help there. Yeah, anything that's been damaged, I can repair Let's just usually. say you can have, go to five total ammo. Okay. That'd be good because yep. at some point I'm going to want to do the multiple strike thing. Yeah. Because that one uses up ammo, blot out the sun, right? Yeah. Basically, you can spend extra air ammo before rolling and do a double shot. Yep. Or, yep. Cool. Okay. So we've got that. Someone mentioned a healing healing potions. I would say a healing potion. It's not something that would be pleth- uh, a plethora of them or any large number of them in Valshan. So one healing potion. Whoever wants to take it, they, I already have they will offer one. Of you guys want to grab it? I already have two actually on my character. It's a special thing. They wouldn't give up all they have. It's actually something the sheriff keeps Did at, you get that uh, as at part the jail. Of your- yeah, I, I get it as part of my guy, but you guys might want to take oh. one. Who's actually, squishiest? Yeah, I get a. Um, healing potion as well. You're, you're, also you're probably the squishiest. I might be the squishiest. You also cast uh, I have minus one to right. yeah. Where do you um, know that you have a healing potion? It would have been listed here. In gear. Yeah. So either you can take it or, yeah. or he can take it. Yeah, one of you can have it. Because I can, you I can have heal more hit points and I have one. What's your hit points? She's at 15. Yeah, uh, you're squishy. I'm at 16. All right, you should take it. Yeah, so write down I'm one healing potion. I'm at 16, though, potion. if I'm at my, if I have less con than her. Did I screw that up? What should be your constitution? It's your constitution plus a number, and your plus. number might be lower than her number. Yeah, you should be at... How are you at 15 hit points? I'm 8 plus constitution. 10. What is she for hit points? I'm 8 plus con. Oh, no, what is it? What is it? No, you're right. Oh, you're so right. she's 6 plus her con. I'm yeah, 8 so plus con. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Difference, yeah. All right, that's fine. Yeah, each class has a different number plus your constitution. Yeah, yeah. And for those who have a healing potion, I don't think it's on the sheet anywhere. A healing potion heals 10 hit points. It's just flat out, you get 10 hit points back when you use a healing potion. No rolling. It just heals 10. I'm trying to remember, how does the dungeon world druid work if you take damage in animal form? Do you revert Doesn't back make with a difference. full? I think there's an advanced move that can change something, but it, it, you keep your same hit points no matter what form you're in. Okay. So why don't you take the potion since you have a little bit less than I do? We yeah. can always share it later. Now, what does the halfling pipe leaf do? Uh, that's it makes one you super popular. When you're hanging out with somebody and you want to try and make a deal with them, you get a plus to your making a deal with them. But you both have to be uh, smoking the leaf. Yeah, you kind of influence okay. them. Yeah. That's what I've got checked off. All and right. then hide armor 
That's yeah. another one I've got. Um, all right, so I'll take the potion. Yep. That sounds good. So we have horses. Sure. Yeah, you guys can... Essentially, you'll borrow horses from <coughs> Valshond, and you have an option of either you bring them back with you or the next caravan that leaves Harak on the way to Valshond, they can bring the horses <coughs> back. They'll just tie them up along with the back of the wagon that they take and bring the horses back for you. Got it. Cute. Kind of a regular thing. Chances are they're not even Valshon's horses. Yeah. It's kind of like a swap back and forth thing. Yeah. All right. All right. So if we have what so we even, think we want. Sorry, ahead, even though we were joking about it before, in my mind now, Valsh- uh, Harak is nestled in a mountainous region. So yeah. even if we have a road going for the first day, the mm-hmm. second day I would envision going get, getting kind of narrower and more treacherous and going up. It never, it's never quite what I would call treacherous because it's a trade it's route. Hilly, yeah. Right. But yeah, there will be different. There will be elevation changes and curves to match the um, yeah. the terrain. Yeah, gets bumpy when it gets cold. Yes, definitely. There are little heaves in the like frost heaves kind of thing. <laughs> I don't know what he was thinking, heave. but yeah. The um, but it really is when you approach it. There, it's a hilly region, but there are indeed twin peaks on either side of the road into. <laughs> Um, right. And in the morning, it's often covered with a fog. Frosted tips. But then as the yeah. fog lifts, you can see it in all of its glory yes, when it's exactly. uncovered. Yes. <laughs> That's true. Um, they, <laughs> they have a special name for the fog in the air. They call it a brazier frog, a fog. <laughs> and it, it lays over the peaks. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> Snow capped. Frosted mountains. tips. Yes. <laughs> Tassels, whatever. I don't understand. What Actually, in the top of each mountain is a little flag that waves all the time. Does one go this way? <laughs> yes, they can go in effect. Regardless of what way the wind is blowing. Right, of course. Um, and On our way to Harak. <laughs> <laughs> and you arrive. You arrive. Do we, do we uh, meet any, any other merchants? Oh, do you want to? That was the other thing. We're not going to do a perilous journey unless you guys were trying to go on an adventure along the way. If yeah. you just want to uh, stop and chat with people Yeah, that would be the only the thing that we might, like, hey, what items were taken? Or Yeah, okay. Did you find out? Yeah, did you run into any statuesque kind of person? Did okay. you find out who was taking things? Or Have was it more hobgoblins? Gargoyle? Who, yeah. who would we say is the person who would do most of the interaction with the strangers? Perhaps the ranger. He's got more travel experience. Yeah. Also, he's a people person. He, well, he might know more other cultures <laughs> a little bit better to, like, you know, how to present. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Talk and I'm the weird, like, I think I said it at the beginning. I'm not the ranger who's, like, the outcast on the edge of society. I'm actually very social. Yeah, I yeah. like cities and towns. I'm only a ranger because I want to protect the cities and towns yeah. from the unnatural yeah. threats. Um, so, yeah, I'd be happy to do that. And no. I have a. Actually, let me go with one more thing that I didn't even think about. Um, that I wanted to say earlier, going with Kelly had come up with the idea for Trillium with the uh, planting the seeds of the anti-hobgoblin mm-hmm. plants. You're able to get that done before you go, which okay. helps to keep Valshan sta- safe. Uh, All right. Yeah, so, um, you should give her another healing potion for that. Well, that you guys got a healing potion. Yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> if, if I had felt that you didn't find a way to prevent the thievery again, then they're still unsafe and they're not ready to reward you yet. But yeah. that was part of that prevention. I just didn't even say it earlier. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, so, Kurt, when, um, when your group passes by wagons, maybe... Maybe you stop and, you know, you just d- turn your horse around, just gallop along, well, not gallop, trot along with them for a, a little bit, for a minute or so, and then regain ground, something like, as people are passing by. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of questions do you want to ask? I know everybody can ask them, but what kind of questions would the actual spokesperson ask? 
Yeah, I mean, I think I would just generally kind of try to chat, but say, hey, I know you all are busy, and we don't want to take much of your time. But yeah. um, And I would just probably tell them that we're investigating a, a number of thefts in the area and, and, and ask, you know, have you had any experience or have you heard of anything? Uh, and if so, you know, what in particular have they been, has been stolen? Okay, the same, um, you get the, the gist that it's the same thing that was going on in Valshan, the more people you talk to. It's all small towns. The um, thievery only happens at night. Nobody ever sees who did it. In a couple of cases, they've seen some tracks, and these tracks look deeper than human tracks, and they're like small footprints. Um, so there's consistency with some of the story you're getting. Uh, and um, I'll reiterate some of the things I wanted to point out that I don't know if I got across with Valshan. Uh, aside from valuable stuff, a lot of stuff was family-related stuff, heirloom type of things. But then there were also anything gold they could find, like the gold from the street lamps, that oh, kind right, of thing. Right. So essentially gold and heirloom type of things, it seems to be a pretty consistent pattern. And I think I had mentioned, too, about, like, gem-encrusted stuff, like the dagger was gem-encrusted. So you're looking at things like um, precious metals, gems, and family-related stuff. So even, uh, like, for lack of a better term, an old photo album. I know it's not photo album, but old memento kind of things. Uh, those are missing, even though they might only be valuable to the family themselves. Okay. All right. But that, that's the general gist, and uh, just a bunch of small towns. At, by the time you get to um, Herak, you essentially hear that there's probably about a dozen towns that this has happened to, okay. including um, Valshand and Toad Falls and any other ones that you guys may uh, recognize. Okay. Um, another consistency any... would be none of these towns have any sizable defense. It's pretty much like um, Valshand, where you've got... The one person in charge of the the town, and then volunteers. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of similarities there too. Were any of the stolen items found? Or are they still missing? Um, there are reports of some things being recovered at Valshan, but not from any of the other cities. So no mention of any hobgoblins besides Valshan. No. Can you put your mic a little closer? So whatever we found Please. was only from Valshan. Yeah, the, the stuff you guys found was specifically the stuff that came from Valshan. So it was the local cache of stolen goods, hmm. if you will. So that means there might be a cache somewhere outside of Harak. Yeah, it's a be. big city, though. There, yeah. This is just small towns that we're getting. And that's the other point. No reports of thievery from anything other than small towns. Like the one farmer who lives 10 miles away from everybody, no reports that he's lost anything. And then the bigger cities, no reports of anything out of the ordinary. I mean, it's a big city, so there's going to be stuff happening. But not a lot of people are missing similar things. Okay. Any other questions you wanted to ask the travelers as you go through? Seems like nobody's really seen anything but us. So, yeah. Right. Be uh, there's the mention of tracks, yeah. but you know, things move quickly, as it were. Yeah. And y'all are heroes, so you got to do something. Yeah. All right. Okay. I guess I, I would want to ask uh, one, if people have seen any dragons and two, how hard it is to get into Harak <laughs> actually so as far as the dragon thing goes mm-hmm. there have been um, reports of some beasts 
um, in the outskirts of the area, not within the two-day circle of where the thievery is, but there are some reports of large beasts that have not been seen in many, many years starting to stir from the outside of the civilized area. That comes up. Nothing about dragons. And then the other part is um, you are told that it's definitely important to be hard to get into Harak. <laughs> if you approach soft, you might not even get in. Got it. You're going to come with authority. <laughs> you must be aggressive. All right. Large beasts. <laughs> but they're not. Be aggressive. Be, be <laughs> aggressive. <laughs> Two leaders outside of Harak. Now, Harak. As you approach Iraq, <clears throat> it's, it's a stunning view. It really is with the mountains and the road that leads up. It's like picturesque thing. It's, it's almost like um, a pretty road leading up into a huge mansion that holds like 10,000 people. Uh, it's a really nice looking place. And, um, I like how you're using both hands. Oh, yeah. In and front of circular you. motions. Huge yeah. tracks. Yeah. Circular yeah. motions yeah. to describe her it's act. Huge. It's good. And um, <laughs> there, in order to get in, there's a uh, doorknob at the front. You have to grab with both hands and squeeze. Right. Oh, make okay. honking noises. You have to make honking noises. Now, the, <laughs> this um, is such a silly place. You can enter right <laughs> into the city. I'll talk, call it the city. Uh, it's only within the city, there's a. Um, uh, like a, not necessarily a keep, but an inner spot that is walled off, and that's where the government sits and some of the guards, um, the war room, and where the, the the local authorities are. So that's within a walled-in area. But the rest of the city is open. So there's a, a a big spot in the middle, like a keep, and then outside is a all the way around it is all the people in the shops and the residential areas. Uh, so See. it's easy to just walk in. All right. There are no guards stopping you from walking into the city. You would be stopped if you try to enter the keep, okay. the central area. Say so we make our way to Perquet's boutique. Perquet. 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 Um, yeah. It it is a uh, shop specializing in uh, exotic and executive stationery and writing implements, uh, run by a very snooty man who's very stuck up. He's very Perquet. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. But he, um, as soon as you enter the place, you can immediately recognize there's uh, several spots where there are uh, displays of parchment that can match the weave and everything of the, that piece of paper that you have in your pocket. You're, you're pretty positive the information you were given is correct, that this is where it came from. Okay. Um. Are you dressed appropriately to be in an upscale uh, no. writing shop? I'm definitely no. not. No? We kind of okay. have our traveling clothes on. I'm just trying not to burn the place down. It's probably a good idea. <laughs> this Maybe is a I should wait outside. outside. <laughs> this is the wrong place for somebody with the name of Emulator. Yeah, I'll hang yeah. outside. People um, watch. Yeah. So what see. you want to do? I might give the paper to, uh, I almost said Roberto. <laughs> you call him Roberto. That's, hey, that's, that's the right. pool boy's name. Breton or, Breton. or Roberto? I gotta roll that R though. Breton. Roberto. I'm gonna give you the paper Roberto. because you have much better uh, charisma than I do. Oh, much more of a he's a uh, people person. People person. <laughs> uh, yes. See if he remembers who might, who he might have sold some of <laughs> this. Recognizes this writing. <laughs> yeah, do you recognize this? Or maybe if he recognizes it. 
Yeah, I'm just wondering if before we go in, if we would, if it would make more sense for us to find like our inn or place to stay and maybe make ourselves a little more presentable for me. The stinky salamander is a favorite for travelers. The stinky salamander? Yeah. Uh, I'm all about that. Okay. Um, I will make my way to the salamander while you guys deal with business here. I'll procure some rooms. There you go. Yeah, I just want to make sure I'm as clean as possible, as presentable as possible. Do you want to clean up before Interacting with Monsieur Nibley. Monsieur So as an example, if you went into a regular general store mm-hmm. and you bought a notebook, mm-hmm. it might, you might get like 10 notebooks for a coin. Uh, in this shop, um, one piece of paper is like 10 coins. This guy is very proud of what he does. And you have to be rich to shop there. Hmm. Yeah, no, no question that um, the only people going in there are you know, the people with the nice clothes and a lot of money. And they, when they write, they want it to look really pretty. He doesn't even sell anything to the city. They, they've used normal paper and pens. Yeah. I'm just thinking that if I just walk in there and start asking him random questions, it's probably not going to get very far. Could be fun, though. It could be fun. Yeah, you might want to look fancy. Do I have enough money to look fancy? Where else can you clean up to look fancy than the stinky salamander? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Could I... Let's see. What if I turned into... A fancy wolf. No, some sort of bug or something small that can maybe creep into the shop since we're all like, you know. Yeah. yeah you could definitely turn into an animal that could get into the shop without a problem. I mean, provided you roll well enough. <laughs> There's always that. But, okay. Um, yeah. I don't see any reason why you could not. All right. I'm going to. Uh, you could um, do the whole salamander thing cat. again. A cat? That's like pretty noticeable, really, though. But it. Maybe like a kitten. Maybe yeah. he would take it in. Oh yeah, I was thinking more like a something fly. that's like a fancy cat or cat. I don't know. I mean, is he partial is. to to cats? I don't think he's a cat person. All right. I don't think he wants anything he'd need to clean up after. Okay, so he could technically stick be the main bad guy. And it's his writing, and he wrote the note. I mean, <laughs> we could find. Yeah, watch out. Oh. I don't know. Dun, I mean, dun, dun. I think if I just turned into a fly. Literally, I could just be a fly on the wall. You could. And he might have really good fly swatters. That's true. <laughs> it doesn't take a whole lot to skish a fly. I don't know why he swatted the fly. All right, guys. You should be a fly. and then, I mean, it's just going to be, go be a big defy danger. Yeah, <laughs> very well could be. You have this big square thing flying right at you. And flies can't drink healing potions, just so you know. Sure they could. <laughs> it's like ten times the size of the fly. <laughs> All you would, have you to would do drown. Is put a little little drop on your fingertip. <laughs> that's kind of funny. Um, um, so if that's what you want to do, let's go for it. Let's go ahead and shape shift. What about not what to about? not to poop on your fly idea, but what about if <laughs> you could <laughs> turn a fly on What about poop? if you could turn into some kind of rich exotic animal? Yeah, but and like you could be like a, I don't know what it would be in our world, but like a parrot on my shoulder. I was shoulder. thinking a parrot, and I could come in and be like, you know, Monsieur, I'm sorry, I'm so poorly dressed. It's been a long day on the road, but you know, something that would show that I had like exotic, fancy, like potentially wealth. <laughs> and then she starts okay. with like pirate talk from the parrot. That would be awesome. <laughs> Is there? You got a big butt. <laughs> does, does a rack have a like a 
city animal, you know, kind of like a, or does this region have like a national bird or something, like a national animal kind of? Yes. We need to have lemurs. <laughs> lemur um, kind of Ring-tailed time. lemurs. Yeah. You know, you know what, what about, um, so I was talking about the standard of the city. Mm-hmm. It has a very fancy bird head, like a, is it a cockatiel has the little feathers that yeah, stick up cockatiel. off its head. That kind of that kind of look. Okay. A fancy bird. I mean, head. I'm just thinking. So I'm spitballing. You can also just fly, but well, I guess you're just gonna sit there until he says something interesting. No, that works uh-huh. because then it gets you in there, and you can interact with him. If I just went in as a fly, I could, I, I you know, I can't talk to him or anything. So That's a good point. It would be, you know. It would also like, zzz, 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 zzz. that doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, I think we should go in, and you should be some fancy bird on my shoulder, and I'm just going to be super arrogant, and More arrogant notwithstanding be, that yeah. I'm clo- the way that I'm clothed, and talk about how oh, I'm so glad to be back. It's so good to see him again. Uh, it's been so long, and I've run out of my stationery, and you just can't get anything of any quality in Toad Falls. You're walking in with a full heaping spoonful of bullshit. Yeah, nice. lots of bullshit. And in Toad Falls, oh, the, my correspondence has suffered because of the quality of the paper. And in fact, several of my lovers uh, <laughs> don't pay me the attention that they used to because of the <laughs> shoddy ink and they just don't think that I take our relationship as seriously as they did and I'm so good to be back and I'm I hope that my special order is ready we'll take that yeah that sounds awesome right walking through the door spewing the full <laughs> line of BS <laughs> right I, uh, I trust you've already credited you know, you've already debited my account and everything is ready and in order so there's a danger he's going to call the cops on you <laughs> let's see if you can defy that danger well if he Do does I, I just want to know that my parrot is going to peck the shit out of his face <laughs> Yeah, because we don't know if I've yeah, actually uh, shape-shifted yet. It, well, you will. To? You will. Let's find out how successful it is. Yeah. Okay. All right. okay. But before right. we go in. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. Here we go. Let's see how that works out. All right. Yeah. So, seven plus Wisdoms. wisdom. Wisdom. Where's my wisdom? Right there. All right. Plus so, two. nine. Wiz. So, nine. you get two holds, I believe. Yep. So, All you right. got it. I got it. You are a fancy bird. Does that count as one hold when no. you actually turn? No. no, no. Okay. No. All right. Now, if we use you are being an, a fancy bird as a help to impress him, that will use up one hold. So here's what I'd like to do. If you want, to, when you have your defy danger roll, presumably with charisma here, if you use a hold, you can add a plus one to his roll. Okay. Because yeah. you're trying to boost his charisma by maybe ruffling a few feathers or something. Yeah. Preening. That's her whole point here yeah. is to make exactly. me look cooing. more impressive. Yeah. Than I am. Uh, okay. Cooing so sound. Because you, of the way you're going to walk in and your appearance, he will be dubious, and we'll see if that changes. Right. And I want to pretend like I've already met him, and I know him, exactly. and I've ordered yeah. from him, and if he doesn't remember me, there's something wrong with him. And we're going to try and take him off guard. Uh... All right, I rolled a six. I have a plus one from Charisma, which is seven. Okay. Then I get her plus one for she the help, a hold, is yeah. eight. Adding one to, or not, I'm, I'll go with the eight. You don't want to, either of you, use your yeah, points? Yeah, you guys both have points. So yeah, you're going to get them back if you fail. If you don't fail, then All right, don't yeah, I've them, got enough. Right? So I'll, I'll, I've got three. Okay, we'll I each mean, use one. Definitely. Okay. Lock it up to ten. So that'll so take you up to ten. get it up to ten. Cool. So let's put them chips back in the bank. Um, 
Given right. that I rolled a 10, I'm also asking his, his advice for where the best-looking <laughs> best fine ladies are in town. It's funny that you're a very well-written person, apparently, but also very sexually active. So well, that might not. So those, are. Well, I guess what I'm thinking <laughs> is, in his world, those two things might not go together. That's true. <laughs> he does run a paper shop. <laughs> he probably doesn't get a lot of action. <laughs> but um, all right, so you definitely you definitely take him off guard in a convincing manner. Everybody spends, gets a lot of action in her. He act. spends uh, quite a few moments staring at the bird, um, choosing not to flip it off. Yeah. <laughs> we're in Harak after all um, and after he takes a moment to recompose himself and he, he takes a moment to straightens out his uh, fancy vest over his well made tailored shirt and says um, well uh, what is your name oh my name is uh, Saunders McMillan let me check the order book I'll be right back and he, he goes over to the counter, and he's going through. And it's like, you can tell he's not finding it. But he says, oh, oh, I see, I see. Yes, I think it is not complete. What, what, what are you missing? Oh, well it, was, well, it was a large order. My assistant put it in. It might be under her name. Uh, she <laughs> 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 I'm waiting for the name. <laughs> look on Kurt's face. I wish I were like, faster uh, with these things. Yeah. <laughs> Um, say trillium. Uh, my assistant trillium. Yeah, yeah exactly. My assistant uh, parrot mctrillium. Uh, <laughs> parrot mctrillium. <laughs> I think we had... Uh, She's British. We had two or three hundred of the 14-count uh, uh, dual-weave, cream-colored uh, cards, personalized, okay. of course, with my name and address, uh, in the matching envelopes. And then we had, uh, I think it was a hundred... Sc- uh, scrolls for uh, official pronouncements. You should have something that matches what we're bringing, the the notepad that we found, the note we found. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you could ask about them. You could see them That's quickly, quickly so the card, writing them down. Right, and so the, the card, it, it matched this, this style right here. It was uh, one okay. just like this. So, so uh, surely you recognize writing, this. And you could see he is writing, like, super speed, like shorthand in the courts like they used to when they wrote and, and everything really fast but it's immaculate writing it's very clear it's like every O and every R they look exactly the same as the previous as like he's a typewriter um, it's they happen to look like the ones on our <laughs> and when, when, when he's pretty much finishing up with all the things you rattle off he looks and sees and he is clearly startled when he sees what you showed him but quickly composes himself it's like a, oh um, oh that that's um, over there on that shelf. Was I able to see his writing? Yes. And it is very similar to what you're holding. A different color. He's writing in a black, and what's on the paper is it's like a blue-ish, almost black, really dark blue. But same handwriting? Same it style. looks really close. I don't know if you happen to be an expert on that. You might be able to spout some lore or something on that, but it looks pretty close. I mean, if... I'm happy to uh, spout. Do you know about Or you could even spot it. You can see. You're looking. Yeah. I don't know anything. It, it, see, and that's a perfectly reasonable answer. If you have no idea what to look for and when you're trying to match two different things up. No, but if you're watching him writing, writing and looking at you know, yeah. the note in that guy's writing, you might be able to see. But from first glance, they look pretty close. 
It, it would be one of those things where it's like, um, those look pretty close, but you'd probably want an expert to analyze it. Now, the question is, are either of you expert enough that analyzing it would make a difference? And if you don't think you're, you're that level of analyzing handwriting, right. then... That's fine. You just so say, we're just comparing like his handwriting that yeah. he's writing to the note at the, the moment note. Yeah. to the and note. It's, it's really it's quick. It's really okay. quick too. Like I'll show you what I was just doing here I, when I'm making my notes here. I wrote this, and this is like the note you guys are holding. And then I was just writing this, and you look at at the moment when you're handing me this. Is that enough time to know the same person did it? Right. It looked close. Right. But uh, if if you're not taking the time to study it, then it looks close. So right. close enough for us to be suspicious. suspicious. Right. So, um, But he tries to redirect you quickly to where you can find more of that paper. He has that on the shelf. Right. If that was part of your order, that's on the shelf. You can have that. So and he's you know, scribbling down. I say scribbling. Immaculately, quickly writing right. the other stuff you're rattling off. So before we leave, uh, which we're not doing, but before yep. we leave, I'm going to tell Trillium, since I can now speak with animals, you sure can. Um, that she has to distract him. And I'm going to grab one of those notes so that we can make a more detailed uh-huh. comparison. There later. are plenty of things laying around the counter with his handwriting on it. Okay, just so, so you know, any one of those. Yeah. Just on the way it out, it doesn't necessarily have to be one. the one he just wrote. But there are receipts, orders. I mean, he's checking the order book. Right, right, there are right. things laying around, so yeah. she can just flitter off just enough, not making any huge scene, but just enough to distract him while I just palm crap something on his shoulder or something. So, yeah, um, okay. <laughs> yeah, and then. Uh, Right, so then I guess the question would be, I don't actually have any money to pay him, so I talked about okay. crediting, debiting my account and everything, but is he actually going to like let us out of the store At with all this At this point, you've convinced him enough that the only thing he'll lose is a small amount of dignity if all of this doesn't work out. Right, He's right. not going to lose any money because he'll just resell whatever product. Uh, and because of your cooperation, you've got him believing you for now. Okay. You could walk out of the store and never see him again, and that would probably, probably be the end of it. All right. So at this point, I would I would go over and check out the stationery and kind of yeah. take it and and the feel and the thickness. I mean, ah, oh, parquet is superb, superb as always. You really do yeah. get the best stuff, and that of course makes him very happy because right. you're right, and he knows it. <laughs> now, uh, let me throw one more thing out here because you had two holds. If you're going to do another bird thing, that's going to use a second hold, and that's when you turn back to a human. Mm. When your holds are used up, you turn back to your normal form. Okay. So well, we don't so want that to happen. Dis- right. You may distract him in there and then cause I further consternation for him. Perhaps. Okay. Well, what I, uh, what I want to say to him is, you know, that you, you, uh, you always do get the most superb stuff. And then I want to tell, uh, tell him, uh, let's just say on the way out. Yeah. So was I able to get something or no? Uh, it depends okay, on how right. you want to go about the distraction. I just want to make a note that if you're doing a distraction as a bird, that's going to use up a bird hold. And because and of that, turn. you'll turn into a and human. That's well held up with when that happens. <laughs> yeah, that'll, the jig will be up yeah, we don't by do then. That. Yeah. We'll send the emulator in later to distract him. We'll send the two of them back. <clears throat> It'll be easy to, it sounds like it's going to be mm-hmm. easy to get one of these pieces of paper. It yeah. shouldn't be difficult. Right. The, people aren't coming in stealing his handwriting. Right. I might even be able They're to They're going to come in and steal a one. notebook, right. but they don't want one that's written in. Right. Well, all right, so I'm going to take a bunch of this stationery yep. and continue to compliment him and you know, say something like, you know, you always get the most superb the most superb products mm-hmm. and then make a point of kind of ca- looking him in the eye and saying, if there's anything ever that I can help you find, I hope that you'll let me know. Of course. And your name was Stinky McBoopens. I can't remember. McMillan. I, I didn't remember write McMillan. It down. Yes. McMillan. <laughs> Saunders. I will write that. Saunders McMillan. Yes. Mr. McMillan. I'm quite adept at procuring things myself. 
Ah. And then I'll just walk out. Okay. So you, did you try to steal well, well, something well. ahead to, uh, while you were in there or no? You're coming back for something? Yeah, no. I'm going to send them back later. To okay. They so will be distracting simply by their presence. Yeah, you have that information and, and um, you, can, you guys can now meet up at the Stinky Salamander, which is actually a, um, a name given to it on the street because the, the, um, the board outside with the, uh, the logo of the place is actually a lizard that's been cooked and there's smoke lines coming up from it, but it looks like stink lines on a lizard. And it says, gotten the name Stinky Salamander, because it just looks like a stinky salamander on a piece of wood as, uh, for the sign for the place. Um, they, uh, they, they do specialize in, in uh, reptile and lizard meat <laughs> there. You meet up there? What's the next step? Um, so you mentioned earlier about the like city... It's not accessible. Like, it's Think in the center. It, this is a donut. And the donut hole is mm-hmm. where the, the royals and the, the government and the, 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 like the general, the, the militia, what have you. I, I would say military more than militia. They're all in the walled center area. All the regular people live outside. Okay. Even the rich people. Well, the semi-rich people, middle class-ish, so is are it all outside. The richest people are in the middle. All right, so there are homes inside the yeah, walls. Just okay. few, probably less than a hundred or so. And the shop we were at was outside. It was outside, but it's like closer a- against the keep wall on the outside. Right. Okay. So, and, and it, I would say, yeah, to go along with that, it's separated by class. The farther out you get, the more farmerish and, and you know less wealthy you get. Okay. When you get towards the city, are the the more wealthy people. Towards the keep, towards the center. So, I could fly to the keep oh, or yes. the, you know, the There's center. nothing to stop birds from flying wherever they want. Um, or I maybe I could do that while anyway. you guys um, hang out at the... Uh, stinky Salamander. Stinky Salamander. Yeah. I was going to say what's, Salty What's the real name of this place? <laughs> um, it's been lost to the ages. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> Um, they just accepted Stinky Salamander. Yeah, the, yeah. the last owner, um, the, the name went when he died, and they just kept it as Stinky oh, yeah. Salamander. Cool. And it's been like that for probably about 10 years. Get some lizard on the stick. Yeah, they specialize in lizard on the stick. Yeah, you guys come out, I'm already chewing on some. <laughs> yep. <That> stuff's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yep. What did you guys find out? Toasted lizard on a stick. Per K, our man. Right. Well, it seems more likely than not that uh, Parquet actually wrote the note that we found in the cave. I can go in and ask him about it if you know what I mean. It's um, Parquet, by the way. Parquet. He's not a butter substitute. Yeah, Parquet. Parquet. Um, and I let him know that, you know, because we don't know these thefts. Is he looking, whoever's behind this, are they looking for something in particular, like maybe an artifact? Or could be a lost family heirloom. Yeah, that or, could be. Exactly. Or are they stealing more broadly for... So I tried to let him know that I was particularly adept in, at procuring things um, in the hopes that perhaps he might be interested <laughs> if he's having trouble finding this thing. Uh, he wants you to, to us. Yeah. yeah. So, hmm. um, but I, I do think it would be good for the two of you to go back in there and get, you know, he's got a bunch of papers around on his desk and notes and receipts and everything and just somehow find a way to just grab one so we can compare it directly to the note. Okay. Um, but it certainly looked like a similar writing style. Right. And then we'll have to decide what to do with him. And uh, yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, the notes talked about delivery needs to happen by the third day, but we don't know anything well, about that. It is. And it had an address. It's two days since you found the note now. Correct. So um, and it, it had could an have address. already happened. Yeah. Absolutely. Could have happened weeks, weeks ago. ago. Could have. Or it could be happening tomorrow. Right. Very well could be. Could always stake out the uh, boutique. But also, regardless of the, I mean, maybe that delivery wasn't even important. I think what's important is that it had an address for the delivery mm-hmm. that was off the market oh, square. Oh, yeah, actually, yeah. That is in um, Herak, and it is uh, a place where the, the route you took to get into the city and then to the um, stationery store and then the stinky salamanders off to that side, too. It's the, like the opposite side of the city mm. the, where the market square is. You went into the city and took a right. It's in the city to the left. It's not far, mind you. But so that's something to check you out. You just haven't been there yet. See what it is exactly. Yeah. Whether it's a home is or... Is it near my clinic? <laughs> it is the clinic. Yes. Since hmm. it's a front for the cult, You're it right. would be in, a, in a, an easy place to get to. It probably doesn't need to be hidden. It might be smart to keep it near the market so you can recruit people. Hmm. Certainly that's going to be... <laughs> All right, so you want to check out the ad- to do. address first or we go talk to... Parquet. I think you should go talk parquet. to Parquet just because of Parquet, just because uh, <laughs> you'll enjoy it thoroughly. <laughs> Probably not. He's not going to enjoy it. <laughs> parquet. Talk to Parquet. Yeah. Parquet. 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 So perhaps you should go for uh, it. Yeah, maybe you could ask about a writing instrument used for something other than ink. Do you, have, that kind of thing. Do you have one with a pen on one side and a knife on the other? <laughs> I dip in a vial of blood and write a manuscript hmm. or a manifesto. I could just say She's that, that, about that, uh, <laughs> that they sent me over to to get some sort of a writing instrument, but I'm not really good with uh, writing, so I want to know what, I, what I, you have. I could buy that. A cult, somebody in a cult oh, has totally. to have a fine writing instrument. Oh, totally. Ha-ha. <laughs> Big time. I think Jack's up barking at the house to get in. Kids aren't paying attention oh. to him. But if you had a robo mower, if I had a robo mower, so we're gonna go yes. talk to Perke. Perke, yes. Perke. 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 If you don't want to play out a whole scene with him, you don't have to. But I think. Oh no! I want to. I need to ask him one question. I'm curious how it's right. gonna work out. Yeah. Oh, is this the move? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna do the move on Perke. All up in her rack. Wait. Yes. Uh, it's it's actually similar to the the bard one. I think Frank and Open is the bard one, but yeah, so similar. Different. Yeah. Yeah. So are you going to distract him? Yeah, kind and of. I'll. Try well, you could start the conversation. So, yeah. so he's right, right. So while you guys are walking up to the shop, you're formulating your little plan. Yeah. Yeah. And remember, neither of you is dressed as the kind of clientele who would normally be there. Oh right, especially me. Right, but, uh, you right. could faint a little bit better. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Pull your sleeves down. Cover everything up. Yeah. Okay. So who's starting what off? Um, I'll start off. Yeah. So as you enter the shop, he's standing at the counter, apparently organizing things that were already completely organized. I think he's, it, it looks like his, his methods are to take something that's perfectly stacked, move it a little, and then restack it. Yeah. Just because it has to happen. He seems like he's that very, kind of guy. very specific. Uh, and he's in the middle of restacking a pile of um, leather-bound notebooks as you walk in. He gives you a sideways glance, and you get the distinct impression he's hoping you will turn around and walk right back out, and then he goes back to his stacking. Um, good day, Mr. Burkay. Yes? Um, hi. I was sent over by um, uh, Gerda over at the clinic. Oh, and Gerda, yeah. She's looking for a... 
special writing instrument as a gift to give um, one of her family members. And she sent me over to see what kind of things you have and uh, get a price for her. Um, he, he doesn't talk much to you, but he seems to be tolerating you. Okay. Um, and he kind of leads you with his eyes towards the uh, uh, display case off to the side of the counter he's working on. And you can see in there a lot of writing things. looks like some uh, barrels are made of wood or bone or metal or all kinds of different things. But they all look like high-quality writing in implements. Okay. Now, um, it's got to be used with a, an inkwell. <coughs> inkwell, yes, yes, ink. And um, so, so would any of these be better for that, or they all work the same? Or like, how, what, do you, what would you think, sir? Because you're you're such an expert on this. I'll grab a note if she's busy and, with uh, him. You know. Okay. Yeah. I'm not really sure, but she she's really busy, so she wanted me to come over and and help her. So here we're going to take a. Um, I'm going to pull the rule out now. You are distracting him. Yes. And he is, he's trying to do something. So you are aiding him. And okay. we have bonds. So we're going to roll plus the amount of bonds you have with him. I have two bonds with him. So you will roll plus two. Roll what? Always 2d6 when we roll. When we use the word roll as a capital R-O-L-L, it's a oh, yeah. 2d6. What you got? So you got 12 plus 2 is 14. What? 14. I ate the All right. So <laughs> now if we you. look, now I said that, and um, I'll remind you what that is. On the basic move sheet on the bottom right, oh aid yeah. or interfere. So that's what you just did. You're aiding him in stealing something. So now um, he gets Uriel will one. have a plus 1 to his roll. And how are you going about snatching a bit of his handwriting? I guess if she's talking to him, I'll find, like, whatever pile and just kind of, like, maybe lean on something and, like, grab it. You know, have the sands forward and grab with this one and okay. stow it away. So it doesn't seem very dexterous. Um, I would say that you're approaching it either a smart or wise way. Perhaps. Yeah, be wise. Well, uh, yeah. Being clever. well, he's timing it out. Being clever. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, because it's not necessarily dexterity. You're not just snatching right. something when he's not looking quickly right. kind right. of thing. All right, so you're Planning not looking. That's good. Good gosh. Oh, good. So I was like, you're not looking. Yeah, perfect. He rolled an 11. So, so that's 12 plus 13. So 13. All right, yeah. so this works out very well. We're Unless, smooth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you have him distracted. I, I think maybe because he's dumbfounded as to why you're asking him if his pens will work with ink. <laughs> and that, I mean, this guy is very snooty. Because in her mind, it's like, that ain't ink. He, he doesn't even... He <laughs> was, like, it's not he was hoping you'd walk right back out of the store. Perhaps some with. viscous ink. Okay, yeah. but, but, but yeah, it's really thick ink. So the, the, and he knows of well. Gerda. Yeah. He probably has a good idea. Okay. But uh, he's just... He's, he, the way you have distracted him is to fluster him so much with what he feels are idiotic questions that oh. his store could be on fire and it would take him a few minutes. It to could notice. be. <laughs> it a might minute. be on fire. <laughs> <laughs> so you're able to pull off your mini heist yes. okay. without a hitch. And um, at whatever point you decide to turn around and walk out, he's just going to probably okay. breathe a huge sigh of relief. How about I just get a price and then, then I could say, okay, I'm going to go, go, I'll go tell okay. Gerda. And, and, I'll come and back the with price the gold. is so exorbitant, you know that the cult would never right. pay this. And I'll be, but I'll say, okay, so, okay, let me yeah. go tell Gerda. <laughs> he, he gives you a price of like two thousand coins, <laughs> which is like buying a boat. Okay. Yeah. I mean, whatever like his a, rig, a big boat with a crew. <laughs> I'm assuming he's eventually going to look my direction. Oh, he will see you, but yeah. 
you're the success of you two in distracting him and right. just being nonchalant. You might as well have just walked in and out, and he would. No, yeah, but I want to. When he looks my way, yeah. I want to. Oh, that's I, I give him the. Uh, what okay. fuels oh. the flames of your desire? All right, uh, read that out for us. So, we so give me fuel, give me fire. Is. When the gaze, when you gaze intently in someone's eyes, you may ask their player what fuels the flame of their desire. They'll answer with the truth, even if the character does not know or would otherwise keep this hidden. Okay, mm, maybe so, I could be like Uriel. Didn't you need something? And then he can turn to you and yeah. or. Yeah. And you can so it could be something he doesn't realize what his desire is, and he like yeah. outs himself. Yeah. Or it's like something he's trying to hold in, and he outs himself. Okay. Um, what fuels the flames of your desire? Fuels the flames of your I want to answer it in a way that's intriguing rather than revealing. Um, um, Do you have to roll? No. Yeah. Nope. It, it just happens. It, it, yeah. It's a thing that it just furthers the story, so wow. it doesn't necessarily matter if... Um, yeah, it's pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah, so the, the role thing isn't as important. Let's see. He, in so many words, he will tell you that he wants to succeed where his master has failed. Okay. Uh, and then so that, he's the lackey of the and lackey. And then we will walk right out. Okay. That's where he went with that. What pushes him forward is to succeed where his master has failed. All right. All right. Sounds good. Back to the stinky salamander. So now you have um, <coughs> essentially uh, a yeah. what he was putting together as an order for certain things from different places. Okay. <laughs> it could have been their order. <laughs> it, it could be. <laughs> I got it. Um, you bring that back to the uh, yes, stinky we, salamander. And we will try to compare ourselves, I guess, and then if we need to uh, procure somebody's <laughs> services, yeah. we can do that later. Um, but I do mention the whole... Uh, I got him to spill a little bit of the beans where he wants to succeed where his master has failed. So, mm-hmm. so that means he's he's a middleman, or his master is gone, has you know deceased, and he's he kind of like took over. So, uh, who's going to study the paper and the, the handwriting? Who's going to go be one that? of the smart people? Say intelligence. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to say this is going to be a spout lore role. So, whoever does it, your better chances if you have a modifier Perhaps, and a positive yeah. for intelligence. Trillion, yeah. perhaps? It won't be me. I, mean, I have a plus one on it. Say the same for both. You yeah. both do. Yeah. Who she wants do to it. take a stab? I mean, we're literally sure. just looking yeah. at side-by-side comparison. So anyone... Yeah. But, but the idea for me is you're going to get a real answer if you roll right rather than the yeah. guesstimate that everyone has now. Right. Was your thing called Give Me Fuel, Give Me Fire? Like yeah. Metallica? Yes. yes. Yeah. Well, he has a lot of them. They're like the Zuko styles from the, the last airbender. Zuko is the bad guy at the beginning, the firebender. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, you didn't know that, that one? Yeah. Ah. Did go. Oh, goodness. Well, we had a phase. Yeah. The kids were in that phase oh, for a yeah. while. A few years, I think yeah. it was. It was a long phase. It's a long we series, watched it too. over and over again. So, Kelly, you're going to have Trillium actually study this. And okay. I would say from maybe the druidic perspective, you're going to study how the ink, which is a, you know, ink and parchment and stuff, naturalistics of how they're actually melding and how things were written. You might not be studying it from a scholastic perspective, but who knows? Are we in a room? Um, or only if you want to be. I don't yeah. think we'd want to be doing this in like yeah, a we could, well, we could common be area. Yeah, we, I'm sure we got one common room for us. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Maybe so like our little lounge. rooms or yeah. something, yeah. Okay. Right. So you're going to do the spout lore move, basic okay. move. And then I will give you information based on your roll. Cool. 
Oh. I will so give you very, oh very little information. <laughs> yeah, uh, even if you four use your stuff. plus one yeah. is five. Yeah, so I th- you guys I, have enough, would, po- would, you guys have enough points in. to turn I mean, it into a seven. Let's see. Yeah. I wouldn't waste points on that. It's not a waste. I mean, I I would say it's not a waste because you're going to get information. I'll put one in. Yeah. All right, I'll use one of mine. So that would make so it that's a seven. So that'll be a seven. Right. Yeah. All right. So the end result of this is you can tell that these weren't both written by the same person, but they are clearly written by two people who were taught to write by the same person. Okay. So two people who took the same penmanship class and both excelled. They were A-plus students in their class, but it is not exactly the same writing. There's a slight difference in the slant to a, uh, like a vertical line. There's a little bit of a slant in one that isn't in the other. Could I spell like Lauren that. say that I might know who uh, a teacher would be? I was just yeah. about to or suggest that. Because I'm yeah. from here. You're from yep. the city, yeah. So, yeah. Yep. Well, I'm good idea. That's not bad. Eight. You have your intelligence modifier, which zero. is... Zero. So, eight plus zero is... Eight, eight. Which, which makes, um, there are only two places in the city that aren't schools that teach people how to write fancy. And it, it's probably from one of those two places. You don't have anything more exact than that. You just know where you might be able to find somebody. But I would know the names of the people that... Yes. Okay. I just don't know them off the top of my head right now. Um, I you do. know, calligraphy instructor number one and number two. <laughs> Sigrin and Brinton. Oh, you have those in front of you. All right. Now, let me type those. Okay. How do you... Sigrun. It's S-I-G-G-R-U-N. And? Brinton. Brinton. Sigrun's a guy. Brinton's a a woman. Okay. And they both work at um, competing calligraphy shops. It's a bad, bitter rivalry. My students (laughs) write better than your students. They're more of like a finishing school. Kind of a... Like some of the, the wealthier children in the yeah. city yep. would go to these almost like etiquette schools and finishing it's schools. Right, etiquette. Yeah. So they can Excellent. make their mark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. They don't learn to read and write nice. They yeah. fix and to learn it. And now that we know where you go in Herak to write neatly. Um, We will wrap up this episode, but we will continue with the investigation in our next episode. For now, though, we can all say... Thanks for listening. Adios. Fall into her The preceding podcast was brought to you by One Joe Young. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com.